0: Hmm, Colonel. I'm trying to sneak around, but I'm dummy thick, and the clap of my a- cheeks keeps alerting the guards. This podcast is brought to you today by Western Rise. I'm a firm believer that all clothes should be stretchy, and so is Western Rise. Staples like their evolution pants, the Versa hat, their shorts, perfect for the summer. And more are made up of high-quality, stretchy, wrinkle- and stain-resistant material that give off a professional yet casual aesthetic and are all on sale now. Western Rise is doing their yearly warehouse sale where you can get up to 40% off up until April 30th. These pants also come with a lifetime warranty, so that means these are the last pants you'll literally ever have to buy. The Western Rise team is so confident you'll love their clothes that they'll let you test drive it for seven days. And if you don't like it, feel free to send it back. You can try out different sizes, colors, and variations to figure out what's best for you. Use code BLACKONI to get 10% off and free shipping on your next order outside of the sale. Now, let's get back to it. Black Oni.
1: You're now listening to the Black Oni Podcast.
0: There we go. Now y'all should be able to hear everything. Yo, what's goody, everybody? It's your boy, Black Oni, and we've got ourselves a new podcast uh, we have some amazing guests on for today's show. I want to first start off by introducing The Audio Lover. Who are you, what you do, and where can people go find you?
2: What's up, y'all? It's The Audio Lover, all my living organisms, vibrantly expressing reality. How y'all doing? Uh, I've been good, man. Just been doing it, doing my thing. You can catch me on YouTube.com slash The Audio Lover, as well as on Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok. Ooh, the tickety-tockities. Mm. Yeah, we, we getting back on TikTok.
0: Yes, before it gets banned just in the US. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> and I'm very excited to introduce our special guest for today. We are Embracing the Chaos with Mav Attack.
1: Mm-hmm. A little bit of chaos. A little bit. Thank D- you for having me. Yeah.
0: yeah, thank you for being here. Um, so we're going to jump right into today's podcast and we're going to introduce things with the uh, icebreaker. Mm -hmm. My icebreaker is actually a, yeah, right? Right. (laughs) It's a little, a little (laughs) spicy. Um, who's the last VTuber that you've watched? VTuber. And I can start this one. Um because this is a, a friend of mine that I actually met through Naraka Blade Point. Shout out to anybody who knows about that game. Um, but he actually transitioned into becoming a VTuber. He wasn't always. And then I remember it was maybe like three days ago. I was watching him play Apex Legends and he's, first of all, he's so good at that game. Like, he's he's just good at games in general, but he was just killing it. I'm like, bro, this is why I stopped playing Apex. <laughs> Cause my fuck is like you, <laughs> but if y'all at home, enjoy yourselves a VTuber. I definitely recommend checking him out. I'm going to leave a link to his Twitch, uh, but either one of y'all can go next.
1: Hmm. Well, I actually haven't really seen a whole lot of VTubers. Okay. Um, There's some creators who we've watched in the past who've have done speed running or different hmm. things like that who have kind of gone from being on-camera to off-camera and let their VTuber take place. Mm -hmm. But uh, nobody in particular. I just kind of watch whoever at the moment, and anybody who's enjoying themselves, having a good time. That's the most important thing.
0: Yeah, I agree. Absolutely.
1: What about you, audio lover? You got anyone that you've been watching who
0: kind of transitioned? You kind of threw me off on this one. (laughs) Um...
2: (laughs) No, because I have... (sighs) i'm trying to remember because i haven't watched like i've been literally under a rock for the past few months um taking tests and stuff like that mm-hmm. and when and i don't watch a lot of VTubing, but there was one specific um person
0: i would watch as a vtuber mm-hmm. i'm literally trying to find them and this question is for uh, chat as well. Whoever y'all have been watching, I want to know all about it because I, 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 I think that I think that world is, is pretty interesting. I, I consider Kiki baby. Oh, uh, who's it? Kiki baby. Oh yes,
2: when she, she B tubes. Yes, that I I, I I do watch them. Yes, because I'm like, who is it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have you not seen her face before? Um, yes, I have. Okay, okay, okay. yes, I have. I was about oh, to say yeah. I, I've been I've been telling people about her for a minute
2: but uh, like i the thing is i i do wa- i do tend to watch people i know more that i personally know or personally have a relationship with mm-hmm. um rather than just you know finding random people i found her randomly on, okay. on twitch and i followed her on twitch and nice. i watch her stuff from time to time yeah um but it's probably been a couple of months since I've watched her stuff because it's been a couple of months since I've been like on Twitch watching things. Yeah. So, yeah. I've been noticing. Yeah, she, she's, she's the one um, I, I just got back within the last month. Right. But yeah. She's the one I've been, uh,
0: I've, I used to watch when, when I watched V2. You are not the only person that I've heard recently say they haven't been watching a lot of Twitch in general, not even just like not watching any particular person. Is not watching twitch so i'm for me it's personal reasons i had to i had to like like i said i i had to go in
2: in in hiding and hibernation do some studying and stuff like that and and come back out so
0: life mm-hmm. yes damn life life
1: ain't no joke <laughs> life <laughs> and if i'll circle back around to my answer because we actually. Before I came out of the box, because I've only been here for about a month. Mm. I was in a box and low let us out of the box. So it's been a month. I have some catching up to do. However, we did earlier on follow uh, some Apex Legends creators. And there's actually one. uh, His name is uh, Hambino. Hambino. That's a Mm -hmm. fun name. Apex (laughs) Legend VTuber. Um, But the Apex scene is pretty massive. And there's some really... Bracked out players in there, like really crazy players. So that's one of them. That's one of the, the f- very few. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, there's some speedrunners who are VTubers as well. They kind of uh, get in. I don't. There's Cat Link used to have a uh, VTuber, but I think now it's more so a, you know, like an avatar, and she's back on screen. Okay. Um, But there's a, there's a few others out there who do some solid work yeah that's cool I've always considered like
0: if I should start doing VTubing too or if Mm -hmm. if the community would be like I don't know I I like seeing your face or because whenever I turn my camera off for any reason people are like what the fuck are you
2: doing yeah I I, (laughs) I actually want to do some VTubing like if I if I could like really do some streaming again um, consistently I think VTubing for me would be the way to go Um, because I don't always like to have my camera on I'm not gonna lie yeah I get it I
0: completely get it See, there's days where I'm like, man, do I really want to have this camera on? I did it once and people yeah. people were just like, What is, what where? Why why? Where are you? What happened? Yeah. Like, damn, bro. Like, what is Especially I just have a bad hair? Like,
2: <laughs> like games when I'm playing in the dark or games that's like, you know, horror and stuff like that. You don't want that bright light on your
0: can on your yeah. face, and then you gotta play like it kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, it takes you out of your own immersion. Yeah. That's funny. Well yeah. speaking of that, and that's a perfect segue. What have you been playing? Let's start with you, Audio, since you just mentioned. Ooh. You mentioned um, the atmospheric. Don't want bright lights like
2: in your face. I've been playing a lot of stuff, man. Um, as you know, I'm, I'm mainly a PlayStation gamer. Um, so I usually try to stick to a three-game rotation. Uh, right now, my rotation is just a mess. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to finally retire Rogue Company. I used to play a lot of that. I saw you on yesterday. I, I was on today. <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> but I think I'm
2: finally gonna retire. Yeah, I I, 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 think I think I did like two a good solid year and a half of that. I'm like, all right, um, I want to play a new, a new game as a service game. Um, I only try to stick with one at a time. I think I'm gonna go into Battlefield 2024. Okay, okay. Um, as, as my game of choice. Um, I've been playing, actually, I just spent the last hour playing, uh, the Diablo 4 beta. Ooh. Um, it's really good. It's, you know what? It's, it's one of those games is like, if you play Diablo, in my opinion, and, and don't, don't crucify me people. Uh, but it's Diablo. Okay. You know, like they didn't, they didn't make no drastic changes as far as, the essence of Diablo. I think they've made some like game changes, you know, for people who really know that game, that franchise, but like okay. asymmetric, top down, uh, a lot more cutscenes than I'm used to in Diablo. Yeah. Usually, I noticed I'm that. used to like like one cutscene per um what is it? Per act. Mm. It, but like you're getting cutscenes throughout the the gameplay and stuff like that. Yeah. Which I mean it's fine. Um, it's fine. graphically, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's right. You know, like I don't know, like I, I didn't know if I like should skip it or I don't know. I was like, eh, like I just want to, just want to kill stuff. Yeah, it's Diablo. <laughs> that um... is Diablo. <laughs> I don't need all these cutscenes. It's, it's Diablo, <laughs> for real. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what Ubisoft I, I want to get into. That's really where I'm at because I'm. It's either Assassin, something Assassin's Creed, which is either Syndicate of or Origins or Watch Dogs 2. Mm, okay. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. I finally beat Battle Chasers. So
0: oh, How that, was that, by the way? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Um, I got to start. I got to start it because I still haven't.
2: I loved it. Um, And I played that one because it was on the PlayStation Plus Extra. So... That was, and I don't play a lot of JRPGs, but mm-hmm. like that one was like maybe 15, 20 hours, main storyline. I did 30 just because I did like a lot of the side quests. Okay. Um, but yeah. And oh, Yakuza like a dragon. That's that stayed on my rotation. That one I really, really enjoy.
0: Yeah, you know me, I love Japanese themed things. So especially like feudal Japan, Theme, so I was thinking about picking that one up too. I'm just trying to like, there's there's so many games. Oh, you're,
2: th- you're thinking about Ishin. Ishin, yes, yes, yes. I'm playing the one, the the, the other one, the one, uh... the one
0: before it, like a dragon. Yes, 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 yes. yes. yes.
2: That one, hella. D- turn based. Uh, it surprised me. Yes, yeah. It surprised me. Hella dope. Hella
1: okay, dope. okay. Mav Attack, what you playing? Hmm. There's a lot of different games out right now, like a lot, and there's it's gonna keep going, like. One of the biggest ones that we have right now is Resident Evil Four remake. Have you guys been interested playing? Oh, oh, oh he's yes, been playing. Oh, has oh. been in. Oh yes.
0: Oh yes. Nose deep. No balls deep. <laughs> 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 uh, I seen. I seen the um, short this morning. Oh man, I. I tell me. We're gonna talk about this as, as the next topic, but yeah, I'm. I'm trying to like get my output higher, but like, it just takes time. Yeah. It takes me too much time because I'm a, it, it's not even that my stuff is perfect. It's just, I'm a perfectionist.
1: It's annoying. <laughs> it. Perfection sucks because it halts you from progress, but if you can get over that hump, it's incredible. It feels mm-hmm. good. It feels freeing because you mm-hmm. can be okay with the work that's in the wild and you kind of in a way feel held back a little bit. Mm -hmm. so when you finally push it out there and everything it's like okay like we can be we can feel good about what we're creating we can take notes of the mistakes or the things that we want to correct for next time uh but we're making progress and that's the most important thing i feel
0: yeah yeah i agree so so resident evil what do you think of it so far i'm I'm watching we're we're all watching you play it right now
1: okay i see oh (laughs) no it's it's fun it's a good time it's kind of scary a little bit
0: Well, what yeah
1: but it has a lot of chaos and we love chaos. Also, really quickly, I felt called out because <laughs> you, mentioned gaming. Well, you mentioned gaming with the camera off. And you're like, yeah, sometimes we don't want the camera on. And Lowe didn't want the cameras on. He was like, I'm not going to turn the cameras on. I want to be behind the camera. But fuck that. Oh, fuck Lo. Oh We're here, baby. We're oh, here. shit. We're here, baby. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> the juggling? Yes. We so, out here. We're here. Resident Evil 4 was crazy, and I'm really excited to dive back in, but more specifically, how faithful it feels to the original, but also the fact that they were somehow able to maintain that original feel and keep it up to speed with... Resident Evil 2 remake the Resident Evil 3 remake it still feels like a continuation of you know Leon Kennedy from the second one Still mm-hmm. looks like him obviously, mm-hmm. but it's like he mechanics on that You notice the parrying system and the dodging system just kind of brought it to that next level of like Okay, they want to go arcadey. They still want to keep the the vibes Spooky to a degree and it's a mm-hmm. little bit darker in tone, but there's still that you know the Everybody go to bingo like all his Hi. lines and everything <laughs> kept it, Like it feels faithful, and i think that's okay. the most important part yeah no i 100 percent agree
0: like there's even down to the fact that like there's some uh side quests in the game mm-hmm. where they're like oh yeah uh, shoot the blue things you just did it on your screen right there and i'm like wait a minute i remember this shit and like there's some of them are in the same spots they were in in the original really so, yeah so uh i don't know how far you ended up getting you probably got farther than i did um, but you know that, like, big fish, tadpole, shark fucking thing? Yeah, oh, in the lake? Yes! Yeah. So, when you're going off towards the lake, I remembered playing this game back in high school, and I was like, man, where is this last one over here? And I remembered looking behind me at the dock, and, like, underneath, in between where the water and the dock is, and I was like, there it is! And so I'm playing again, I'm like, I wonder, and I look there, and it's there, and I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, there's there's certain little things that they did that were just like perfect. They were calls to what they did before, but they they modernized it. Um, yeah. And then like you said the parrying is like is a huge new step because, you know, those older yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: Cause then it they do away with it feeling sort of dated or feeling like it's of the time and they brought it up to current time where even people who weren't there's people who weren't even born when that game came out. <laughs> yeah, and no, no out right. It, That's why uh, like, this is incredible. And you never had to experience standing still and shooting and then having them rush you and then stopping and turning around and running for your life. You didn't man. have to experience that. You didn't have to. Yeah, nah. Quality it, of life improvements. Right. We eating now. <laughs> <laughs> It took a picture of me holding up the, the Resident Evil 4, like the remake case, and then the original, the OG GameCube case, and somebody commented and said, I wasn't even alive for the GameCube one, but it looks incredible. I was like, <laughs> please, don't, us. D- don't do that. Stop. Yeah. Oh, five. Stop. I felt. Yeah.
0: The original was oh, five. Wow. Yeah.
1: Of- eons
0: ago. <laughs> so long ago. A long time. There are people watching right now who were like, I literally was born two years after that.
1: (laughs) That's crazy. I mean, mean, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, Resident Evil has been kind of like my obsession right now. Uh, We've only been progressing uh, on stream. So anything that's captured on YouTube is just a very compressed piece of the entire playthrough. And it's also unedited. Like we edit it for YouTube, you know, for like the more. Uh, broader audience but it's completely unedited lots of cuss words lots of cursing uh lots of audience interactions uh both with the live audience and the studio audience uh you know diving in with their applause and their boos and all that so yeah
0: good time and remind the people again where can people go to see more of this wonderful action that they're seeing on their screens right now
1: YouTube.com forward slash Mavattack or anywhere, just type in Mavattack. There's only one Mavattack. That's and it. There can be only one. There is only one. Well, <laughs> there's only one of me, Mavattack. But there's a little bit of Mavattack in all of us. So, yes. Okay. Anywhere you type it in, you'll see it. It's all over the place. I could dig it. And uh, also, speaking of games, sorry, real quick, yes. I'm really excited about games. Uh, yeah. Have you have you tried Deceive Inc? Yes. Pretty damn fun. Pretty, pretty good uh, evolution of competitive FPS games. Yes, um,
2: yes. That's the one with like you could change. Um, it's more deception.
1: Yeah, it's like nineteen uh, versus, Spy. Yeah. versus Spy. yeah, you got NPCs walking around. You could change into a specific okay. person. There's like okay. different se- levels of security access that grant you like you know higher progression towards the the end goal. It's solid.
2: Yeah, I'm interested in that. The base premise reminded me a lot of uh the Assassin's Creed multiplayer stuff, but like Ooh, FPS yeah, version. It
1: back. Yeah, yeah, it yeah I remember
2: that. I yes. yes.
0: Yes.
1: I'm walking around, picking people's pockets, trying mm-hmm. to get caught. I liked the idea of
0: that game, but I just I couldn't figure out how to get good at it, so I was like, fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs> but, but for Deceit Inc, though, I agree that game is is like a really, really good like in between of you know the typical deception style game, but like a, a shooter. Like if you really wanted to, you could just go out there, balls to the walls. But I don't know that. How, what is your approach to to, to your matches? What, what do you, where do you find the most success?
1: Well low likes to creep around and be as sneaky as possible but we like a little bit of chaos so sometimes it's fun to to use a little bit of that deception and grant get your security access kind of watch how people are moving but once once this shit hits the fan i think that's where it gets the most fun in my opinion it's when you know you finally figure out where the uh, the the ultimate goal is to steal the treasure, steal the loot, whatever it is. So once that opens up and that's accessible, then it gets a little chaotic because everybody has to all together move to that center chamber, hack that security program or whatever to get the treasure or the item. Mm-hmm. And that the moments leading up to that are just like the anticipation before the storm. Yeah. So. While I like the whole prep phase, I love when it's finally, the vault is there, it's time to go in, and guns blazing is usually the approach. Yeah. The game has so many different gadgets and different ways you can play. Each of the agents have different weapons. Mm-hmm. There's so many different approaches. You got the jump, the bounce pad that can block doorways, and you can transform into just everyday objects, like you can be a chair. Just, just, I was just walking down the hallway as a chair. Just- <laughs> <laughs> you know, people are like, what the fuck is this chair doing? Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. I love it.
0: Yeah. That's it's great. solid. It's solid. We definitely got to play that because I, 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 hopefully custom games are coming too, so we can get like a group of people together and just fucking chaos.
1: Yeah, custom games would be awesome. Yes. Yeah. What else you playing? So we recently. Dove into the Fatal Frame, I believe it's a Fatal Frame 5 remake, well not remake, but like a remaster, it was the one that came out on the Wii, mm-hmm. but they recently decided to, to re-release and kind of update it for uh, uh, updated consoles, mm-hmm. uh, and that was nice, we only got a few hours into that, but... Uh, I could tell it's going to be one of those like you're going to spend a lot of time uh, sort of unraveling this story and getting adjusted to because that Fatal Frame has one of the most insane. Combat mechanics, it's not a gun, it's a camera. Yeah, you're still shooting, but it's just pictures. Yeah. So, you know, it's a good game so far. I like yeah. it. The Fatal Frame series is a solid horror series, though, with some decent jump scares. Yeah. Creepy sort of like Ringu vibes. Yeah, like grudge-like creatures coming out of the woodwork, following you around. And they're yeah. all just tortured souls. You're just trying to release them. So it's a, it's a good one. Mm. Recommend looking into that for sure.
0: I definitely want to. I want to play yeah. more horror games in general because yes. RE4 was like bringing it back. And I'm just like, man, I I remember why I love this series and this game so much. It's because yeah. they, they just brought the horror and the action and they just like, they gave you both
1: intention. Right. So good. It feels like that perfect balance. Also, you're speaking of horror games. The Outlast Trials comes into beta soon. Mm. Definitely dive in because they 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 had a big wave of creators and press who got their hands on some gameplay and some earlier stuff. But cooperative. It's got like different uh, like scenarios and segments to go through. It looks insane, and you can defend yourself. Oh, you can defend now. Really? Traps, uh, like little explosive devices and ways uh, to sort of manipulate the enemies I- in a way. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's okay. one of the things I've been waiting for for the for that because I, I enjoyed Outlast 1 and 2, but like running away you, it
1: gets tiring after a while. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> Real quick, uh, on the uh, overlay for your podcast, uh, yeah. I'm the audio lover and Mavitak's face is huge so... Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, like yeah. You, I see it now. No, nah, listen. like, I like
0: Nah, listen, let's like the, the camera came on and Discord like don't like that. Discord don't like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was hoping that wouldn't mess you up too much. Just a little bit. But- you
0: know, listen, this it's just that's just the way shit goes, all right? <laughs> Roll it's, with the punches. It's the do.
2: chaos. You gotta
0: embrace the chaos. That's right. You titled it what you titled it. That's on you. That's <laughs> on me. <laughs> This is a, literally all my fault. <laughs> like all of it. Yeah, it's, hey, it's all a part of the show, folks. It's all part of the show. Listen, look, audio lovers is gonna be a big face for a second. Just don't, don't worry about it. He's he's a big, beautiful face in your face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's on purpose. It was all part of it. It was all intentional. It was part of the plan. Yep. Uh, let me just uh yeah, yeah, move that over there. Uh uh move this over here. Look at that. He's a human again. He's <laughs> not <laughs> just a face. <laughs> Huge face. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Ah. We have we have come back into the realm of order. <laughs> um so for now. Shit, right? <laughs> for now. <laughs> Let's jump into our, our interview section where we learn what makes Mav Attack tick. Mm. first and foremost i want to know where the name come from
1: Mm, okay you know what for this one i'll let low answer this one because it started way before i started so uh we'll let him dive in okay okay so yeah so hello (laughs) (laughs) so Initially, it was you know I had an old YouTube channel because you know my name is Angelo and I, I kind of had created this username that was just like an older thing that was like based on my my dad at the time like it was just an old username, and then um I was going to 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 college I was going to school wanted to start a brand new channel, um, but I was going to a school in Central Florida so it kind of had like divides like the palm trees and you know I I was associating it with like the you know like the new retro wave uh sort of like miami vice neon neon 80s yeah yeah Yeah. yeah, like future future 80s sort of thing um and then that was kind of the theme for like the you know the branding the color palette and everything but the name specifically was uh mav is short for maverick and i always felt like maybe you know i was definitely felt like somebody who never never really fit in like a whole whole lot i felt like i always was rubbing against the grain mm. and that you know being like that for a long time you definitely feel like an outsider even among your peers and specifically in in school i just there were only a couple people that i really like vibed with um i knew everybody in the class and everything but anyway i felt like sort of an outcast sort of just somebody who was just like doing their own thing going at their own pace or whatever and then um because i was starting a new channel i wanted to i had gotten advice from uh, a youtuber that i was watching at the time where it was like uh you know don't if you want to do this and take it a little more seriously don't necessarily go into it aimless have Mm. a purpose or a goal or at least something that you want to focus on before you get started into it whatever it is Mm -hmm. um and um i knew i didn't want it to just be a hobby otherwise my mindset would have been a little bit different right so i knew that i I wanted to cover video games i wanted to review them uh do like talk pieces things like that uh so that's kind of where the attack came in was more so like kind of forcibly coming into these games and saying like here's why it sucks or here's why it's great and it was a much more direct very like a very surface level approach because as time went on i learned to come that it's not just as simple as saying well here's why it sucks and they should have did better it's obviously way more to that but yeah so was kind of like me sort of just doing my own thing that not a lot of people understood what i was doing and um i felt outcasted because of it but i was also you know attacking these video games and attacking these developers in a maybe not so malicious way yeah (laughs) yeah, that kind of of just like kind of coming at them like yeah all right, let's see what's going yeah. on with this yeah and mashed them together and then i used some like i said the imagery of like the palm trees and then uh maverick is like a horse which it has finally come as roland has has made made it clear to me it's finally come full circus because full circus yeah, <laughs> full circus, uh, yeah. Full surface <laughs> because um you know maverick is like a horse and now i wear donkey ears so i guess there's kind of like a parallel somewhere in there something so Anyway, uh, that's kind of just briefly how it began, and then it started moving into all different kinds of other things, I guess. Went more more into entertainment instead of just analytical. Okay.
0: I can dig it. So, in terms of, I guess, the games that you covered then and the games that you cover now, what would you say has been, like, your, I guess, most consistent Thing that you've kind of done because everyone has their favorite genre favorite game but like what have you gravitated towards as like a content creator
1: yeah it's actually a tough one um, yeah to put it simply aside from just saying variety as a cop out um it would probably be either shooters or horror games um because i could say story but a lot of shooter games and horror games have stories and right there's a lot of story-based games that aren't that, but aside from it just being variety, I think I've just kind of gravitated towards what I've been what I've liked, what has stuck with me, and that's it's kind of it's kind of been it. Um, okay, I think that makes sense. And
0: yeah, I that's the, that have been sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I was going to say that's what I, that's kind of like where I saw a lot of your content from when we first met was within the horror theme, and then like shooters too. Okay. So I didn't know if there was like um you know many people i'm an action rpg streamer mostly but like my favorite series is metal gear solid which is like not an rpg at all
1: (laughs) yeah no yeah i understand that for sure um yeah it's just more so variety like as time went on it was more like which game is going to help kind of boost the entertainment value of what we're doing as far as commentary or just just goofing off but um there's there's obviously the the entertainment side and what's what's fun for the viewers and then what I enjoy to to All actually right. play so um it kind of varies but mm-hmm. yeah
0: what would you say has been I want to ask this without like getting what you, what would you say has been the most challenging part about being a creator um because for for anyone watching at home um both I, you and I share the the fact that we both had to take time off from streaming and jumping back into that. So we'll we'll jump into that question after too, but um what has been the most challenging thing about being a content creator for you?
1: Another hard question. <laughs> yeah. Um, cuz I was going to get more specific, but I think I can kind of broaden it and say that You know, when you're doing something on any sort of public platform, especially sort of jumping into the unknown of what that platform is, you know, like I started kind of like taking it a little more seriously in 2013, 2014, but it was still in its infancy at that time. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And, uh, man, it just, you don't... You don't really know what you're walking into until you walk into it, and then it's assessing everything after that point. I think the hardest thing was to find, figure out, uh, heal, connect to, uh, get back to myself amidst a sea of fans or viewers, whatever you want to call them, supporters your peers who might have the good or the not so good intentions for you. um, Things that come with rising up in popularity or things that come with um, not being solid or stable in yourself and how you feel about certain things or not being secure in who you are. Cause then all the stuff from the outside can come in and kind of creep in on you and, Mm -hmm. and change how you are as a core. And that could ultimately make you look like a bad person. Like, you know, and that's, whether you care about image or not um it can turn you into or at least for a brief second put on put on a a disguise or a mask that isn't truly yourself and you know whether that's from the social aspect whether that you you end up changing because of the number the numbers game Mm. or or fame or whatever that comes from that um so i guess to to simplify it it's just um staying true Staying true, yeah. Not letting all these influences change how you are, change your relationships, change. Yes. How you feel about yourself, how you feel about the world, when Mm -hmm. you know who you are, deep down, and I guess that should nothing else should matter at the end of the day. And that was, I think, the hardest thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What was going into the question I was alluding to earlier? um, What was it like? jumping back into this world after taking time off. Cause you took like, I, I don't remember the exact, I, I I feel like it was like nine months at least. It was two years. Oh, it was two years. All right, bro. Like, I, was like, yeah, wow. was, I was like, I, I haven't seen anything yeah. from having no grit, but my perspe- perception of time is all fucked up,
1: especially after was, COVID. Like close to two years, I think. Cause I, I stopped in 20 around 2019.
0: Right before COVID. That's what it was. Goddamn. Mm.
1: Yeah, and then COVID hit, and didn't I didn't create any like it was just uh, like let me figure this out, let me find out where so many things went wrong, and just on and on every level on personal, business, s- spiritual, all of it, mm-hmm. you know, everything that encompasses us as humans, and uh, whether wh- whether you believe in spirituality or you know like if we have souls or not, like I'm definitely somebody who believes in that we're not just. A, a human body with you know organs i think that we're this is our vehicle and mm-hmm. you know and you know, we have like higher selves that are the drivers but mm-hmm. uh, it was two years and then returning was very <laughs> overwhelming um because number one not a lot of people knew that we returned so it was a constant sort of like crawling out of the trenches to try and get back to some form of normalcy, or at least uh, trying to get back to those points where we were at before, Mm -hmm. which it is tough when you, when you have sort of a foundation or a a solid point and then it's gone. And then now you've kind of have this subconscious standard that's been set, um, which is not easy to break from. Yeah. But, um, uh, not only that, but the whole climate of uh, digital content creation and, and creators. And I mean, it COVID brought everybody in the house. And so the, the Internet is all, you know, so it was like the um, I missed the, the Among Us and all the phasmophobia stuff. And yeah, then uh, obviously TikTok blew up. And Fucking so I'm coming crazy. back to this. <laughs> yeah, right this platform that, or this, I guess this, this different world
2: that is. Did you have an issue with like relevancy? Like, was it like when you were trying to come back in, did you have an issue of like, am I still going to be relevant in this new space?
1: A little bit. Yeah. I I would lie if that, if that wasn't a thought, like is like, Oh, so many new creators have come in and it's like, is there, is there room for me? And it's like, at at a certain Mm. point, I was like, I'm going to make room Fuck that. There is room and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do it a different way but also something that was harder to grasp was a short form thing oh god it's always been a, like you know long form put quality into it regardless of what it is whether you're doing video essays or gameplay what whatever it is like put some quality in and not to say that the short form is a lack of quality but it's definitely like just just get some crap out boom crap like it's just looks like it so it's like to do it to to a quality standard and to do it frequently and consistently is very difficult. Extremely, like, not impossible, but it's it's you got to work up to it. So, yeah, I uh, I completely empathize
0: and I'm with you on that. Like when I even now I'm still like, am I even relevant anymore? Like sometimes mm-hmm. I get on and I'm like, I, I try not to look at my numbers because like it's 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 wildly it's different for everyone now, especially because like I'm used to seeing some people there there was a time where you could see people with two, 300 people in their chat all the time. Um, and this ain't even any of us. I'm talking about like people who are used to like constantly um, like getting maybe 30, maybe 20. And I know for me, when I was getting like a hundred people per stream to come back and then to see it, to be only 10 to see maybe 20 every once in a while, maybe 30 it's, it fucks. It, it's it's weird. It feels so weird. I know it's not a reflection of like who we are as creators and like our status or anything, but it's just like it's, it messes you. It messes with you. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's things are different, but like you. what yeah. specifically is different? Is it me? Is it the people's attention span? Are they not watching streams anymore? Is it like I need to be better? Like
1: yeah, and and those those feelings are are all completely valid whether they you know are uh, like an indication of where you see your self-worth or your value is like in those numbers or not like regardless of how you how how secure or not you are because of that stuff or or how that seeps in it doesn't make it feel any less of a thing like it doesn't take away from the experience as a whole of the feeling like that Mm -hmm. um and cause yeah, cause you could you could be very, like very secure in what you're doing. Like it doesn't matter what the numbers are. I know what I provide, whatever. But yeah, to see like only a couple people see that, then it's like this like conflicting sort of like, hmm, is that the yeah. truth? And then it's like you got to have those times where you're like, nope, stand firm on that. Like if you believe it, then. You believe it and if there's people who come in and see that you believe it like you know you you spread that you put that out there too mm-hmm. whereas like if you if you have those like kind of like cracks in your boat a little bit and it's like oh we're kind of going down i feel like at least for me people can feel that they can feel like i'm not i don't feel confident in my work so maybe like other people might not necessarily feel that and if i weigh their uh opinions or their feelings about that in high regards then then maybe that like validates those feelings a little bit bit more if that mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm.
0: so no that does make sense
1: stand strong on knowing that you you got some dope shit and who cares what anybody says like it's easier said than done but
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know if you feel good about what you're doing yeah like it shouldn't it shouldn't matter it doesn't mean it's not a thing but it
0: yeah that's true uh audio i th- feel like you was about to ask something right when i asked something too
2: uh, no, no, no! You're good. Um, I, I should have wrote it down because I, I don't remember. <laughs> no, no. no, well, because because it's one of those things. Like I, I definitely understand where you guys are coming from, and and both of you are doing like are, are doing way higher numbers than I am. But I've I've gotten some success on breaking thousand views, two thousand views, things like that. Um, and when I make my content, especially oh, you know what? I, I got it. So. Between the short-form and the long-form content, did you feel that um, you needed to make that short-form content to make yourself relevant? Like, did you feel like, if I don't make this content, um, if I'm still making the same type of content, not, like, as far as the content itself, um, because you've obviously evolved, but, like, the same format of content, did you feel like you were going to be irrelevant? Like, did you feel that that was going away?
1: Uh. I felt it were necessary to not do the same thing that I was doing for for a long time like I could of course I could create the same uh sort of like entertainment value but the format has to be it, to, to kind of fit in as much as as much as the whole Maverick thing, it's been like it's definitely like not something where, you know, I like to go with the crowd necessarily. That's just the type of person that I am. However, there are things that if you're especially in your career or things in life that you don't necessarily have to like, but you have to embrace that stuff. Yes. And, uh, you know, my wife, Roland has definitely helped a lot and pushed me in that direction. Cause she's very much in tune with short form and posting content all the time, uh, reels, shorts, all that stuff. So, uh, it's, it's a, it's a very, <laughs> it was a difficult hill to get over, but I got pushed aside all my stubbornness and was like, okay, let me embrace it. Mm. And, and there's a feeling, there's a part of me deep down that thinks that this won't be, for the long term this is a very short term thing anyway and so mm-hmm. you know i'm just kind of like riding it out uh, joining along but embracing the the all the changes yeah i feel yeah. like
0: uh <laughs> i feel like similar to how like vine kind of came and went maybe there will come a time where this idea of short form form just dominating the market will like come and go so it's like like you said it's really important to just be able to pivot when that time comes because this this mm-hmm. environment this space changes so much all the time like people's attention spans are like the spans of goldfish like if you got 15 <laughs> seconds to get their attention and that's all you get and like it's frustrating you, got five. you know so, you got right, five, five right? no seriously you got five you got
2: five um yeah. I, I think it's sometimes less than that to be honest man like yeah. especially because yeah. it, it used to be that 15 seconds but like people are swiping up in two
0: mm-hmm <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: people are swiping up in two mm-hmm. like if your first few words
1: are not what they want to hear
2: next thing crazy
1: that, that's, that's a universal thing too it's obviously it's important to not like put all your eggs in one basket so it's cool to diversify and I don't i don't yeah. see the harm in like diving into short form while you're working on your other stuff to kind of keep that momentum and fill the gaps of the time that's spent working on the other things um, but also in relation to the the attention span thing, I mean for for music specifically, that's been a thing for a long time. It's especially with like you know like record executives or like A R's I have like a little bit of just a tiny bit of knowledge of the the music industry to tad but I know that there's people who are looking for music specifically they'll listen to couple seconds and if that's not if it doesn't hit you so it, it's kind of translates to a consumer yeah. thing where it's like now it's like if it's, if it's not hitting for me I'm swiping that's it that's
2: crazy yeah, the music yeah the music has changed a lot man
0: um there's no build up of music anymore unless you specifically it lasts, listening can. to house or dubs which dubs ain't even a thing anymore <laughs> like, I mean yeah it,
2: listen the, at least in hip-hop um there's been there's been definitely a change in how music has evolved, um, especially like with the Drake era and then the, the Spotify era. So Mm -hmm. you, you look at the Jay Z era, which when like he made blueprint literally the blueprint from the blueprint, every album after that emulated that, that track list, right? Like you have your intro, your hard hitting song, your single, your lead single, then your second single. Like li- like the way Jay-Z's blueprint is literally a blueprint for every <laughs> album. <laughs> like legitimately speaking. Uh, yeah. Like that's why he released that that way. Um, and then Drake kind of um he didn't create it, but he standardized the how the song structure should be, the two, the two-verse structure, right? Like songs used to be whatever it was. Um you have three verses, hook, whatever. Sometimes you have songs with two verses. But that was not the norm. Nowadays, norm now actually since Drake it was the norm. But nowadays it's like you verse, can't find a you hook, can't find a song with done.
0: with three or four verses. Yeah, <laughs>
2: they barely have two. Like yeah. it's like hook verse hook done. Like let's go. Yeah. So yeah, but I, I guess I guess the the industry as a whole is just evolving.
0: Hmm. So final question before we get onto the rest of the podcast. That's the final question that I have. Um what would you say is your your next step, your next step in terms of creation or in terms of like I don't know, merch or or like you know what
1: what's what's coming? Okay. Uh I'll let Mavitag answer this one. Uh so yeah, we got quite a bit going for now, uh this past month and some change has just been to gain the momentum, uh to pop out of the box and to kinda show, hey, like we're here, we're here to act a fool, act silly, be hee hee ha ha, goofy, make stupid faces, all that stuff. Just to let people know that it's okay to have fun and to laugh and to look ridiculous. Um mm-hmm. uh, but we want to take this uh, sort of away from the studio. Obviously, we have, if you catch our Twitch streams or our shows, uh, we have our main stage. You know, We have like all the green screen stuff set up and everything. But um, we're taking the steps to get out around people, to interact with people, just random people. You know what I mean? Like working outside. So whether that be going to a place to do like a a food like a type of food challenge or something or just to talk to the public maybe prank the public things of that nature um but then also incorporating some uh music type content into our stuff as well moving forward um i have a (laughs) we have a big notepad here (laughs) not just spill too much but um yeah it's more so like features um and getting out and and creating things that have stories and can keep the audience engaged instead of like you had featured on screen, um, which I was looking kind of cute Yeah, moments of uh, the past month. So that's like all, some of the not all, but some of the best moments of our past month of creating. Um, So those are, those are fun to do, but we want to try and push forward for more engagement, more getting out in front of people, street performance type stuff. So, yeah, it'll go from in-studio to out, and I think that's a na- another natural evolution of, of the creation as a whole. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah. I know I said there was one last question, but this is my last, last question. Um, my wife and I have been, like, making every once in a while some content together, right? Well, you know, we have this cat video we put up together, or, you mm-hmm. know, we're, like, doing home improvement stuff. Um, what's it like working with rolam because she both of you before you even met were content creators already and That's what's that been like like I, you mentioned earlier how like she motivates you to do a lot more short-form content and you know mm-hmm. she's she's consistently like always making stuff always doing stuff so that must have been like crazy to see when you weren't making content now to go back into it
1: yeah. No. Well, Lo definitely was like, mm, I don't like this short-form stuff. Oh, it's not the future. It's just a fad here and there. But we said shut up. Shut the fuck up. Embrace <laughs> it. Be quiet. You don't have to like it, but you have to embrace it, bucko. Uh, but no, she's been a huge support. Not just helping get Mavattack up and running. We couldn't, literally couldn't do it without her. But to be able to have somebody who's Even more creative. Even more creative, has more um, of a a forward vision, can see a little bit forward as to what's happening. Sometimes the decisions, even we don't even understand, she'll make a decision and be like, okay, we'll go with that. And then we'll see, you know, a few months down the road, it's like, oh, that's what you meant. Hmm. Like, she... She do be seen the She do. <laughs> she understands the climate and where things are going and moving, and she's very in tune with creating on all different levels, having different accounts, different realms, you know, doing all different kinds of things. So it's been helpful, not just on a, a supportive and a creative standpoint, but uh just for for drive. It's really nice to have somebody in your space who is doing the things that you're doing, who wants to do the things that you want to do. And it helps with that, with the passion. It helps. It does a lot.
0: Yes. That's real. So, uh, those are all the questions I had. I don't know if you have any extras, uh, audio lover. No, I think I'm good for now,
2: man. Um, I just, I just recently got put onto the content. So I'm, I'm definitely going through.
0: I'm liking what I see. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I'm going to keep looking out, honestly. He's always Thank had you, fun man. energy about him, so that's something yeah, that I'm glad honestly. has continued on.
1: Yeah, and uh, like I said, a lot of things have changed. Um, we have only been doing this sort of thing for a small amount of time, but yeah, you'll see, see the, the past stuff. There's yeah. definitely been glimpses of, like, Low called himself Mavattack, but Mavattack hasn't truly been here until... <laughs> i arrived which it, I right like it takes I, time
2: for the evolution
1: right that's been the build-up and now it's hey lo knows who he is he feels good about <laughs> who he is and i know who the fuck i am <laughs> there it feels you go. great to finally be here and be able to be as ridiculous and foolish as it. possible yeah
0: i love it yes so what has everyone we're getting into the meat of the podcast outside of the uh Outside of the the interview, which was great, by the way, make sure y'all y'all follow Mav Attack, please, and thank you. Thank you. And, and follow audio. Follow. I can't use words. Follow not, audio don't lover don't too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Follow don't, don't hurt. You know. <laughs> uh, so I, I would uh, hand this over to Audio Lover because he had some uh, some things about Lance Reddick's legacy that we wanted to go over. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, um, he passed uh, recently. I want to say within the last two weeks. Um, things blur, so I think it was the week prior. Mm-hmm. Um, John Wick four just came out. Um, and he has a a great legacy. Passed at age sixty. So I was um, surprised. I didn't know he was sixty. Yeah.
0: Uh, right. <laughs> no idea.
2: Right? Um, But, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. Because, like, The Wire was, like, what, 90-something? 2000? Yeah. It was a grip ago. (laughs) But, um, yeah, man, he's been in a lot of things. And um, for someone to embrace, for someone of his caliber to not only do film and television, but embrace... Video games and do voiceovers because not a lot of actors, right? Like, like live action actors embrace uh, the voiceover stuff other than maybe a Disney animation because, you know, Disney is paying or or DreamWorks is paying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's be Mm -hmm. honest about it. Right. Like when when we talk about video games, a lot of people are like video games um and and especially nowadays within the that last 10 year time span i feel like with the mocap and and everything like that a lot more actors are embracing it but he's embraced it for quite some time
1: mm-hmm. um
2: and he should definitely get um granted like other than you know the video games his his television and film outstanding but like in video games as well he should definitely get a nod um, a
0: standing ovation yeah, he was uh, in face, no. a, quite a few games actually. He was in a yeah. Quantum Break, yeah, which was like most people have heard of Quantum Break because it came <laughs> oh, out on Xbox. The
2: Xbox yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that. The...
0: It it's came out solid game. Yeah, I didn't know he was in it. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was in it. Let me yeah. just double check and make sure I got my facts right.
2: Let me double check on Finnegan. what else because I know he was on on Horizon and I know he was yes. on Destiny. Those two I definitely played. Yep. Um, and I remember like, yo, him being on Destiny and him getting you know they, them doing a thing for him on Destiny is is definitely great because he's like the main guy on Destiny, right? Um, he's the guy you got to get your quest from if you play Destiny. All that yeah. stuff. Like he's that dude. Yes.
0: So and his voice you is always iconic.
2: Yeah, like, you cannot play that game and not know
0: he's in the game. Just point blank, period. Right. Um, yeah, he was in, and I was, just, I was like, I know I saw him. And I saw him in, like, because what Quantum Break did, which Xbox just, anyway, they did the, like, TV show video game thing. They just wanted to push TV as much as possible, so they made everything about TV, including their games. They were too early. They were too early i'm sorry they, were too uh, they weren't even too early it's just not something that people really want that much people do want it they want because the last people want it the people, last of us wouldn't be happening people want shows <laughs> of it but they don't want their like main nah. experience of gaming to be about the show if I, that makes sense
2: i, I would argue but that, that's the that's another day. that's oh. another day
1: more acceptable in this climate right now is what you're saying it would be like a People would be okay with that idea versus like being like uh, what is this we just want the game
2: yeah yeah i feel like 2014 2013 i think it was a little too early i think people didn't realize it um it was it was the way it was going yeah um and it was always going that way um i think there was a small minority that maybe wanted it and the and the, the majority was just you know like they didn't they didn't understand they didn't see the vision hmm. and now it's just transmedia is everywhere. Like, it, that's what's happening. They just want it done right. I think that's what it really was. I think that's wh- that what the issue
0: actually was. Yes, 100%, 100%. Because prior to
2: 2013, there were not a lot of good video game adaptations Mm-mm. or video game television film crossover adaptations that were good. Mm-hmm. And
0: that was the problem. Mm-hmm you know i'll I'll still argue that <laughs> that i so the idea of like the Halo show, for example, that shit's cool because you play the game all right, now mm. we get to experience Halo in this different way right it's it mm. is it doesn't even have to be exact to what Halo did in its themes. It just has yeah. to be like in spirit the same, right same thing with the last of us, like they changed a bunch of shit in the last of us they did um but they kept the spirit of what it was the same. Um, I liked the idea of quantum break, but again, their whole hook, their what whole was quantum po- break. Quantum what break was, it? was like, a game. How that was that play? Uh, quantum break was a game that you played and mm-hmm. throughout your play session, the decisions that you made also affected what happened in the show. Or rather it So there was a show. Oh yeah, no. Well the show was in the game. Ah. So while you're playing, it's like showing you the show and it's like Okay, I want okay. to still be playing. Okay. And so it's 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 literally removing you from the act of playing. Okay, that's
2: different. That's not
1: <laughs> <Yeah. the point. laughs> but imagine, right? Imagine somehow you play the game, yes. you link it to like a Netflix account. Yes. And then you know how Netflix has interactive games. Yes. What if it took the data from your game and it tailored the show based on how your game played?
2: Okay, that would be kind of crazy. Kind That'd of, be dope, right? I'm I'm kind of with that. That'd um, be dope. I mean, that's kind of what too, Telltale too
1: did. Too early. Yeah, I'm kind of with What'd that. What they do with that? So Which what they,
0: Telltale they did that actually with um they did that with a few of their games actually. If I'm not mistaken, they did that with uh with the Wolf Among Us. So what they did was people who play the Wolf Among Us, the first one um, of the, the first chapters, they took a tally of everybody who gathered, who did the particular things. And like whatever choice most people made, they actually made that kind of like the standard choice moving forward for the rest of the story. So like if you okay. chose to keep someone alive versus killing them, you know, they there was like some clause then there was like they're going to now... Um, Make something else happen because people chose this.
1: Not bad. Okay. okay.
0: So they, they, um, they got a little some. I don't want
2: to yeah. deviate too much. you right. you right. Kind of want to circle back to, to the Lance thing. Um, yeah. But is there anything um, you guys want to say about it? Um, anything you remember or or enjoyed, like your favorite experience, um, favorite um, performance of his?
0: I'm trying to. Think about where else I, because I know he was in a bunch of stuff, but it was all like so many different things.
1: I got something. Um, so I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't see him before, like, uh like the past, maybe, maybe like the past five years. Like, he was in the original John Wick movie, correct? Mm-hmm. So maybe that point is where I first like kind of noticed noticed not noticed him, but took took note of. his abilities um and he's incredible in that i saw some behind the scenes of him sort of discussing his character in the john wick films and they were saying you know he was he was from africa or was he nigerian specifically I i think so yeah they mentioned that he was from there but he didn't have to do an accent he was talking about how well you know we want to give this character a little more depth we want to give him this sort of authority and Make him feel like, you know, he actually comes from a place of of uh, where he's of, I guess, higher higher status or authority in the place where he comes from. But it was that sort of uh, creative switch where it's like you see, you know, the person, the artist, uh, whoever they're playing, inject their their feedback into that character to boost or enhance that. And I think that's really incredible for, you know, an actor or an artist to go into a role to be able to boost it up like that really shows that you know film television whatever the medium may be that it's like a collaborative effort in its fullest because he could have just went along with that and just showed up to the job and been like cool but it it would have probably changed the dynamic of the character and even the story it would have given that sort of layer um and also a, a more recent performance which actually it was a little bit more memorable for me because it was a little more recent. Regardless of how you feel about it, the Resident Evil show, the, uh, the, re- the re- mm, kind of yeah retelling. He was, re-telling. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, Wesker, uh, the yeah. main, the the villain, kind of. Yeah, but, I uh, didn't see it yet, but I I'd still want to. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, Without spoiling, well, because hopefully you know that Wesker is supposed to be the villain in the main ones, but it's kind of a different adaptation, not necessarily, but it's, yeah. it has a whole different twist. Anyway, he he did a phenomenal job at sort of giving this uh, a warm, comforting father figure at times, mm. and the hey, I'm in charge, don't cross me. Yeah, I wanna fuck? Right. Okay. Yeah. So I think he he has he's. He has, or he's had incredible range. Like it's, yes. it, the range yes. has been so just from the very few, um, uh, performances that I've seen. Um, and it's really sad that, you know, somebody who's, who's so involved in, in their industry like to that degree, um, has passed on, but yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel like, um, the, my most memorable performance of his was definitely in horizon um, on, uh, the horizon, the first one, I still okay. haven't played through all of the second one yet, but um, he was, he was again, like you said, like I think one of the consistent things about all the performances that I've seen of him is that he's always had like this dignified, but powerful position, even in John wick, where he was like yes. uh, technically the servant of all the people working for the establishment. Like he was also like, the dude in charge of the establishment right. while I was there. Right. So like he was holding everything together. Yeah. Right. So, um, <laughs> you know, he, he's, he's always, like you said, had this, this kind of higher presence to the, the roles that he, he has. So that's the thing that I've always appreciated about his performances, but it was horizon that really stuck out to me. Cause he was the dichotomy of like, he's helping yeah, you, you, but he's also got him. his own motives, but it's also like this yes. figure of power, but also, yep. he's like
1: knowledge, oh,
0: yeah, right.
1: right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was very surprising. Yes. Um, I think switching gears now to, uh, and by the way, chat. If y'all have any uh, um moments or performances of of Lance's that you'd also like to to throw in there, feel free to do I so. See, while I we. see some people saying uh, the Wire, which he was the, he was the captain, yes, of Chief Wire, I believe. I still haven't seen The Wire, so I feel like no. a bad, bad uh, consumer I saw kind
2: of content. Okay. I saw season one, um, okay. but like way back in the day, like, like around
0: when it was out. Yeah, I heard it everyone was, say it was amazing, though. It was really good, man. Yeah. Really good. Um, okay. This is, a, this is a hot topic for a number of reasons. Uh, let, let's talk about the Activision Microsoft acquisition. I think, uh, months ago we got on the podcast to talk a little bit about like what that may mean or what could happen. And now we're like closer and closer to it actually happening, but there's still some resistance. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to hear your overall thoughts about this, about like where we're at with this and the fact that it still hasn't happened, but it still could happen. Are you, uh, you, whoever goes first it's not matter to me
1: i mean i just don't have like a whole lot of knowledge on this one so okay. uh i do remember seeing it in headlines but going forward does that mean that uh a lot of these activision blizzard games are going to end up on game passes in our notes is it like a um like a uh, kind of like a Microsoft Flex, like we're slowly trying to absorb as much as we can yeah. to keep that exclusivity. Is Microsoft trying to make up for a past of a little bit of disappointment? Because I believe even the CEO of Microsoft mentioned, like, "Hey, we've been letting gamers down." Yeah, and and you know we. We over here, we kind of just play anything on any play. We own all the platforms, so it's Mm -hmm. not really a a focus, but I know there's a lot of people who are very diehard fanboys of these consoles Mm, still, excuse me. (laughs) So it's always like, you know, is this going to change the entire industry or is this just another piece in that bigger puzzle?
0: It's a wonderful question. And I think it's something that a lot of people are still wondering and it could, I mean,
2: I don't know, man, like, cause I I definitely think it could change a lot in the industry. Um, it all depends on, and I, and not even from the concert, I mean, concert, uh, console level, just, just gaming in general. We've seen what Netflix did. Mm. We've seen what Netflix did. Yeah. Right. How um, it just
0: completely destroyed every so other type of, why
2: couldn't, platform. why couldn't game pass do that to steam? Why couldn't you do that to the Epic Game Store? Right? Like, that has nothing to do with... I'm not even talking about consoles. Yeah. Like, if you... you Effectively, if you release something day one on Game Pass, even on PC, like, why the hell am I going to purchase it on Steam? <laughs> like, why would I... Why in my right mind would I actually want to do that? Like, it's so, going to be on the...
0: I, I'm... S- and you're talking about, like, Call of Duty. Right. I'm a little. I'm. I'm very nervous about where this goes from here, and here's so, why. Like, that's what. That's how I feel. It, it's not. I don't think it has anything to do with
2: fanboyism. Um. And I. And I think that's the main. Um,
0: talking point. But go ahead, Oni. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I didn't want. To, I didn't mean to cut you off. You keep. You keep going. <laughs> go, go, go! Because I, I definitely want to hear. Um. So like, my biggest fear at this point is like. Where we are in the world, like AI art is now this like massive juggernaut of a force. And I've used it before to see what it can do and what it what it's capable of outputting. And it, it once you figure out how to really use it, it's fucking insane. So we're now reaching this point in our society where I feel like a lot of our experiences have just been cheapened overall where like we talked about the short form content and like how our attention spans as a species has gotten so low that like even having regular conversations with people outside of social media or just like in real world, it's like, all right, where are you going with this? Like I I catch myself sometimes like not liking small talk anymore. Cause like the idea of like just talking to people without like needing to get something right out of it. We're so used to this instant gratification in our world and video games, regardless of how much AI art you use to produce them, are still extremely expensive to make. And they take a ridiculous amount of time to make. And once, even when we have the tools to make all that easier, it's still work we have to do to make it good. And maybe AI will allow us to just fucking do that automatically, too. I don't know. But, like, then what are we consuming anymore? Is it, like, is it a thing that, some, that, that people came together to make or is it just, like, what we've been told we want? And I'm, I'm like, I feel like I love game pass, especially because like, you know, as a, as a freelancer, especially I'm able to get a lot out of that, that subscription. I can download many different games. I can download every, but what is that actually doing to the studios over the long run? What is that actually doing to the gaming space in the long run? Like why would i spend the money on the thing when i can just get that in like 30 other games releasing in the next few months for 15 dollars? and i don't i don't yeah. it doesn't seem like a sustainable thing um and it doesn't seem sustainable as like a player to like have to consume that much to get your value out of yeah. it yeah and it doesn't seem sustainable for the developers even though they get paid by Microsoft. For doing this, and some studios, it's really good for them because a lot of people might not have tried them out unless it was on there. Or
2: Sony, I mean, mean, granted, we're we're, we're talking about you know the Microsoft deal, but you know Sony with with their PlayStation Plus extra, yeah. um, Amazon with Luna, yeah. Netflix with whatever they're about to do, like. And Netflix got some games, man. I like their mobile games. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Yeah, it ain't nothing wrong with that. (laughs) I don't know. I think we've gotten to that point where like. it's just gotten so hard to justify the the prices but also like oh, if no one is buying games anymore and only you know playing a handful of them at a time then what's the incentive to then like really make these games great as opposed to just make it quick make it easy make it accessible and make it yeah, you know the, nine hours the median is different man because yeah.
2: i mean i know mm-hmm. other other um medians in the industry you know television film music go through the streaming but like music you listen to a, you can listen to a song you know a million times right a movie you could watch a dozen times um and you could watch a different a dozen different movies right and and get to beginning to end music same thing games is like it's so different it's so different because it, you could really only play And, and, and remember one game at a time, maybe two games at a time. But like, once you start, you know, getting into your games as a service or, or several long form games, it's like, what happened in this one? How do I, how do I, right? Like, how do I not shoot, but like, what are the mechanics again on, on this game versus that game? And you'll be like, yo, I forgot how to play this game. I got to start over Mm -hmm. whatever games are totally different, man totally different
0: Mm -hmm. and do you need like 400 different games in your backlog (laughs) i have that right now and it's insane (laughs) so like i'm trying to play those games at least at some point but i don't know i like about the acquisition specifically i feel like uh, this is gonna sound rude but i'm gonna say it anyway go ahead microsoft had the audacity to lay off how much was it Ten thousand workers Ah, yeah, that's right. And they're probably mm-hmm. laying off more as our recession is like imminent. Plus redundancies, plus redundancies, R- right? Of redundant- course that happens in the yeah. tech industry. Um, but it's okay for them to purchase Activision Blizzard when you're just kind of like letting go of these people's livelihoods just to just to just to flex and say, "All right, now we have this this publishing juggernaut." And for what? Who is, who's, who is this? It is a flex. Who was this for? They bought all these other studios and other companies. They bought Rare. What have they done with that? They've bought Ninja Theory. Right. What have they done with that? They've bought, they've bought all these other people. And you can argue for a lot of these other games that came out from these studios, they just weren't to that level of quality that you would expect if they got bought by some publishing juggernaut who's giving them money. it's like, all right, what did we get out of that? Now you're buying Activision Blizzard for what? Just, just focus on what you're doing and what you have and invest in those things and make them better. Like the issue isn't the fact that they don't have games at all, it's that the games that they do have that are exclusive aren't that great. So like, you need to be focusing on that before you start thinking about buying everyone else, because then it's going to be Capcom. Then it's going to be square Enix because square Enix, they've been slimming themselves down to get acquired. Like, yeah, they're going to be next.
2: Okay. So, and that, that's the segue. Um, do you think Microsoft after this acquisition, if this acquisition goes through, do you think they will have the ability to acquire another game studio unscathed?
0: yeah because at that point it's like all right okay. well, um, well actually you know what monetarily yes but in terms of right if the ftc will will jump in and be like that's y'all are unscathed. fucking forcing it i think i think <laughs> that's what's going to happen because like if they if they if this acquisition goes through like they're going to they own call of duty they're going to own overwatch they're going to own diablo they're going to own starcraft yeah. they're going to own Crash Bandicoot. They're gonna yeah. own Tenshu. They're gonna they're gonna own Tony Hawk's. Bro, like, who is this really serving? Plus Candy Crush. i like, bro. <laughs> like, they already own ZeniMax. They already own yeah. Bethesda. They already own all this other shit. And like, what why do you need to buy them?
1: Hmm. Mad
2: Attack. What you think?
1: I'm a little confused. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think... Well, I think that that natural competition in their industry or their their realm could potentially be uh, healthy for what it is, for where it's at. Uh, But I guess as long as they're not trying to sort of like dampen or make the industry as a whole more difficult for accessibility for people now this isn't to say that you know this this is going to impact people's lives and their jobs and everything I'm not, I'm not commenting right. on that I guess because I just don't understand but I think as long as they're not buying all acquiring all of these studios and then putting exclusivity on it or saying, hey, like you're not allowed to publish on a different platform or you're not. And then kind of make a weird divide that's already there kind of in a way. Well, if, I guess if we're looking at like fanboyism and all that stuff or Xbox is best. As long as there's not a divide in in platforms which i it's kind of hard for me to see that in the first place because of how popular cross-play and cross-platform play is mm-hmm. getting yes it's pretty much in every game now yeah but i mean i don't know <laughs> i don't really have a comment do, outside of it do you I think, think
2: just, that's valid do you think they can they can maintain a consistent release on 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 games with the amount of studios that they, that they'll own. Cause we've well, been seeing a lot of, of delays and things of that nature oh, on a lot of their games. Definitely. So, so do you think they can kind of, because in my opinion, <clears throat> I, as far as that, I, I feel like you may not be able to release, but do you think you can release a consistent amount of games and keep the, the landscape of gaming, like people getting new games?
1: Mm-hmm. from there from their... just published from uh, from microsoft right from them right From, from like the game pass or just a... no just from them like from them yeah
2: um whatever the, whatever they want to release no matter where it comes out just from them
1: hmm. well i guess i would need to know how many different studios and how many different titles they're currently working on and what's long term and what's short term because that's mm. You know, it's like if there's if there's some that don't require like they, they only they have smaller dev teams and it's not a such a long development window and they can get these smaller, uh, more like consumable games out in the middle. It's just like the short form versus the long form long content. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe maybe it's sustainable for them, but then if we're talking about Game Pass and supporting other like other publishers or other, you know, right. you're just saying from them, but. I think as long as like Microsoft or Xbox is associated with it, people aren't really gonna care in the meantime. Okay. I, don't, I don't really know. It's just a hard question for me to answer. My brain hurts. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. So so it, if I had a little more knowledge, I'd probably be able to to contribute a little bit more. So if I'm being a little more quiet, I'm just kind of taking everything care. in, trying to understand.
0: Yeah. My my biggest thing is is, is this. Um, they've already acquired a ton of different studios, they've acquired publishers in terms of acquiring a mega conglomerate publisher. You know, Nightmare Gorilla in chat was like, Sony does the same thing, not really. They acquire studios, they acquire games, yeah, they don't necessarily acquire major publishers, and I think. That's what I'm saying. I think this is going to open the door for that. So if you already don't like when there's exclusive content in general, you're really not going to like what's going to happen next because all it takes is Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft to start doing the same thing. And now you've got publishers becoming exclusive to one particular platform. Now, Capcom, if if Nintendo decides to buy Capcom, they can at any point say all Capcom games from now on are only Nintendo. Oh, yeah. And who's going to stop them?
2: them? What are three acquisitions and mergers that you could see, would like to see, or wouldn't want to see in the industry?
0: I don't want to see this acquisition go through because it's literally going to make room for every other acquisition that we're about to talk about right now. Um, I think it's important for publishers and the big three to have relationships, strong relationships with these companies and to produce things that entice other people. So if let's say, for example, this goes through my my top three, it it probably will. My top three is Square Enix, Capcom and Konami. I want I want those all to go to Sony. Oh, okay. And I, and I say that because they okay. have consistently put their money where their mouth is in terms of investing in them to make those IPs that they've been like Metal Gear Solid, for example. You'll note that in the original case, they went to a bunch of different publishers for that game. And Sony was like, we'll Let's take it. Yeah, we'll I'll work with you I so, agree with that. And they've consistently been supporting them throughout that entire engagement. It wasn't about how much I can bring in with this. It was like, I think this project is dope. Let's make and some magic part- work. Yeah. Their partnerships are strong. Capcom with Street Fighter V. That game was never supposed to happen. But we weren't supposed to get another Street Fighter game. And Street Fighter Four before that, came out on the Xbox. And it came out on PS4. And it came out on P- mm-hmm. uh, PS3. and came out on PC. Street Fighter V was never supposed to happen. And Sony was like, we're happy to work with you on this because we believe in your product yeah. and we believe in what you do. It came out and it was dog shit, but they still continue to support them throughout that process. <laughs> now we're getting Street Fighter VI. Um, the, the same thing can be said about a lot of other Capcom yeah. games, right? Like Capcom with with Nintendo, they've worked with them on Resident Evil 4. Yeah. It was exclusive with them for a while. And again, like I have no problem with games being exclusive or being timed exclusive. I think that's healthy for, for competition. Competition. Yeah. But then when you like buy the entire publisher itself and it's like, well, you know, everything's off the table. And one of the questions that was posed, Mav, when you asked, like, you know, as long as it's not inaccessible to the other people, Microsoft bought Bethesda and was like, all right, now we're going to make Redfall exclusive, Starfield exclusive, and um, we're making our next other game exclusive. Like they're making a whole bunch of exclusive games now that they yeah. bought them. Yeah. Even though they said that their idea is to make their stuff as accessible as possible to other people, that's 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 true, but also not true. And again, you know, there's nothing wrong with kind of making really exclusive does. content, <laughs> but then you're buying, like, everything under this giant umbrella. It's like, bro, right. come on. Right.
2: 20 years worth, 30 years worth of, of experience and, and, and releases and saying, like, hey, no, now it's only for this. Um, I get it. I get it.
1: I just hope nobody touches THQ Nordic there's some of the best out there <laughs> I uh,
2: know, who I would, would so you so that that's one you wouldn't want to see get acquired
1: my question is i guess who like if it who whose best interest would it be in to acquire them and how much money would that take cuz THQ Nordic is massive mm-hmm. and the amount of studios that they've absorbed and taken mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. i mean not taken but given life back to yes, there's yes. so many series different titles that have just completely rose from the dead because of them um that would be that would be an interesting one
2: um mm. would you be mad if like apple took them oh wow
1: oh wow <laughs> <laughs>
2: I only could happen. because 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 that was that was Microsoft's thought process on the Activision, um, on the Activision acquisition. Um, they they came out and said there are other entities outside of the game industry that want to get into the game industry. They want to acquire publishers.
1: To... Amazon in the backlight, like...
2: <laughs> right? I actually want Amazon to acquire a company. To be quite honest with you. They have studios specifically. One company, I want them to acquire one publisher. Is it Ubisoft? It is Ubisoft. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And why? Why? Like, that is the no, like, they need to acquire Ubisoft. That is the no brainer. Mm. They should. Um, why? Because Ubisoft is the number one studio publisher right now that has taken transmedia to the next level um everyone is playing catch-up okay
0: i can see that because they started with their tom clancy
2: uh every single person movies yeah movies comics audiobooks audio dramas yeah i mean they are literally like almost every franchise that they own has some form of fashion you could find a comic an audiobook or novel um a television or movie whether it be independent or mainstream like Mm -hmm. they've done it and what amazon has currently as far as infrastructure if they buy ubisoft you're talking about audible you're talking about kindle you're talking about amazon um, prime video Prime Video, Twitch, like everything,
0: everything, <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and digital goods. Because and digital of how goods, you feel about them. They've tried to slip NFTs in, and people yeah. are like, "Stop, enough." Right? Like, well, okay. Well, in fifteen years, when it's the norm, yeah, you know, when it's regardless of how you feel, like that's yes. a natural step in a, in a different direction um, that could potentially give you those, uh, rights for the things that you buy online versus just physical, tangible goods. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep.
2: But yeah, that that's the one. I think that's the one, like if, if, and Amazon needs, if Amazon wants to be taken seriously in this game space, they need someone like Ubisoft. I wouldn't want them to touch like a take two or an EA or anything like that. But like, I feel comfortable with U-
0: Ubisoft, <laughs> especially because Ubisoft games are like, uh, I don't want to say down right now, but their their most recent releases and their like upcoming I'll, games. I'll are. say
2: it. I'll say it. Ubisoft is good after year one. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. 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 <laughs> Bro, literally since Black Flag, yeah. like, and, and Grant, I think maybe outside of like the the um what is it, uh, Far Cry series, yeah. like, yeah. It you literally it literally takes them a year. Yeah, and after, then- the <laughs> yeah. after the launch. Yeah. After launch and everything is like popping. You'd be like, "Yo, where was this game a year ago?" Yeah, because this is a hit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a hit. Like I that's agree. how it is with Ubisoft games. Yeah, literally. But
1: <laughs> let them cook. Yeah. You need time. Yeah,
2: you gotta let them cook. It's like <laughs> everything from the the Tom
0: Clancy stuff. Look at Rainbow Six Siege. I know uh, that launched <laughs> in them. Sad state, but it's so good now. So good. Um freaking ghost recon. Um even like like there are creeds uh, the division, like
2: bro, like you cook a year, you let that marinate.
0: For honor, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: You yo, for honor still cooking.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They stick with their shit. I will say that too. Yeah,
2: they do. They do. Yeah. But you gotta let them cook for a year. You gotta let that cook.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like honestly, I don't know. I feel like we, so much of the discussion is about like Microsoft and and and, Play, and uh, Sony, but Nintendo, like they've just kind of been doing their own shit. Do you and, think like, Nintendo they, needs to purchase anybody? I think they they the the whole point that I was or making should? about micro they they probably should, but they don't really need to because like they're they again they're in their own lane. Like they cultivated their own developers and How their long own is that studios. Last? i mean mario odyssey is still 60 (laughs) dollars it is is. so like and people are still buying it yeah you know pokemon that they they actually you know what they need to acquire they need to acquire a new studio they don't even need a a new publisher they need a new studio to help them with their pokemon games because they've been fucking those (laughs) up Yeah? Which one's did
2: you like? Cuz I I'm I just got my Switch and I'm playing a little bit of what is it? Shield right now.
0: Yeah, Scar- yeah like like Lawson said in chat, Scarlet and Violet were major oofs. Still fun to play cuz it's Pokemon and I love Pokemon. Okay. Everyone loves Pokemon, but like Okay. Major oofs, like the technical issues, the graphical issues, the like the non-advancement of gameplay mechanics and there's still no voice acting in it. Like there's no voice acting in Nintendo games. There Jeez. is.
2: There isn't. Is there? Yeah. I feel like Nintendo games can't handle voice acting.
0: <laughs> Mario Odyssey has voice acting. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. <laughs>
1: it doesn't. It has some voices. <laughs> oh, man. Nintendo is really sound fun, effects. <laughs> but I feel like it's just always like a little behind the curve, especially with some of the technical limitations for how ambitious yes. some of their games have wanted to be. Yeah. Like, we have, okay, like, Breath of the Wild, yeah, it's solid, but... Voice acting is a technical limitation can, of Nintendo. You could see that they want to expand beyond the scope of some of these projects and ideas, and then it's just like... Not to say that the handheld is bad or anything like that, but I just imagine a world where Nintendo finally have a console that's, you know... Uh, up to par with like custom gaming PCs, mm. PS Five, you know the current gen consoles. I don't know if they'll And then to see that. where that, right? Because are Bayonetta, Bayonetta has family. voice acting.
0: Sorry, go ahead. Okay,
1: oh. you're good. <laughs> they're more of like a family. For, you know, like we want everybody in the family to be gaming and we want to keep it connected and everything like that. But just, I just imagine a world where you know it's like an MMO Pokemon game or something. You know, where it's like you're you're everybody's running around capturing shit and there's people over there fighting something. it's like a it's like a Virtual Pokemon Go, or you know what I mean? It's just it sucks to see that the limitations of that that console kind of keep yeah. things back a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. like caring about the Pokemon thing that sucks because Nintendo. What you're fun.
2: talking about, we're not gonna see for another twenty years. Wait, Rats. all right, for them having voice acting in Pokemon. <laughs> no, no, for for like for for like that that technical advancement and voice acting, because because voice acting that's like another two hundred. Madness, bro.
0: Like, so, so <laughs> there are games on Nintendo. So, Fire Emblem has it. Okay, Xenoblade Chronicles has it. You googled voice acting in Nintendo games? That's I did not, but I'm about
2: to. <laughs> That's how bad
1: it is. I want to see a Wario epic. Wario with voice acting going on an adventure, like a Wario World sequel or something. Yeah. Something fun like that.
0: Ooh. Yeah. That would be nice. I, I would. I would enjoy that. Um... Chat, I would love to hear your thoughts in the comment section down below about who you would like to see acquired or who you would not like to see acquired in this okay. space. But uh, I know I've kept my, my guests here for a long time. I want to respect their time and respect you all's time as well. So before we end today's podcast, Mavitak, once again, where can people go to find you to experience
1: Mavitak? A little bit of insanity. Uh, you can literally just type Mavitech anywhere in YouTube, Twitch, or on Instagram, posting uh, shorts or reels. What is it called over there? One of those. Uh, <laughs> Twitter, sometimes here and there. Um, TikTok, of course. Just anywhere. You just type Mavitech, and there we are. Looking goofy.
0: Love it. About yeah. it. And where can people go to find more of The Audio Lover? Yeah, the audio lover at all socials.
2: Um, that's the audio lover.com. Audio lover on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, TikTok. Um, I am on Instagram, but I don't be on Instagram, so don't worry <laughs> about that right now. <laughs> um and yeah, uh Amazon, look at Ubisoft, and take to an EA. Maybe I should merge.
0: Ooh, interesting. Interesting. Huh, I didn't think about that, but it would make sense.
2: No, that that would be the worst fucking merger in history. Actually, I mean, they would dominate. They would, would dominate. So you're talking about Madden GTA and 2K? Madden, <laughs> Madden and 2K.
0: Why? That I mean the uh, the sports the sp- no the, yeah you're right the sports sector of gaming would just be completely mafia monopolized GTA? completely monopolized holy shit mafia
2: and gta well
0: here's the thing again that's why i said it that's why i said it here's the thing again this opens the door for that kind of shit to happen i i would i would want i
2: would love and hate to see that happen at the same time
0: same same <laughs> straight same. up um yeah y'all know what it is keep it locked here Blackonly.com to see all the Only goodies um but yeah we're going to continue yeah right we're going to continue the stream with some more uh resident evil 4 after this actually we were talking about that earlier yeah yeah uh what you gonna be playing today Mav?
1: or actually not today yeah but uh the next time i think it's back to resident evil i haven't been able to stop thinking about it right i'm going straight to the firing range and i'm getting s on everything and i'm getting all the tokens and all the little bobbleheads or whatever they are yes i need them i need them did you beat it already no, I think we we finished the lake. Okay, the lake section. That's where I stopped too. Ooh, the lake. Yeah, yes, Leon in the boat. Yeah, that's where we stopped. Yeah, that's mm. what I saw from
2: Oni mm. and that big ass. I don't know what the hell that was. That was that was scary. Okay. That
0: was huge. I was like, what is
1: this? Yeah, we wanted to eat our cheeks. It did. Oh
0: yeah, disgusting. <laughs> Take the whole shit. <laughs> All right, chat, we are going to transition in a bit, but we'll play some music and then uh, oh, yeah. are you still selling the comic? I am. And actually... Drop, drop. Come on, Oni. Stop playing games with people. Link. Um. Okay. So I just made it available on Amazon as well. So if you type in Cut on Amazon, it will actually show up. Let's go. Only the Let's digital go. version okay. so far, but uh, blackonly.com slash store will take you directly uh, <laughs> shot up with the <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> there it is. So, uh, blackonly.com/slash store will take you to where you can check out the comic book. Uh, we also did make a digital version available for you to download and purchase through the website as well. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, much love to you all for being here and for, for the amazing conversation that we had. Um Can't wait for the next podcast, which uh to be determined on when it is, but yeah. Thank you for let me know. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yes, and make sure everyone go follow both The Audio Lover and Mav Attack, please. We're out of here. Thank you, and we out. Hey, Peace. the Juggles! That Let's go! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay. for For anyone listening, he was just juggling, and uh, did a phenomenal job of that.
1: Mm-hmm. And then I dropped them and th- all over the place. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't see that part. That's that's a uh, that's edited out. <laughs> then I fell out of my chair and hurt myself. <laughs> <little> laugh, please. <laughs>